<laughs> By the way, I thought I saw Isla Fisher today here, Uh-oh. but I didn't. But it's just some super hot girl that looks like Isla Fisher. So either way, a win. But right. uh, gosh, she's girl just like her. She was doing magic. Is that how you? Uh, yeah. The closer you got to her, the harder it was to see her. Is that? Uh, yeah. She was. Well, that's what. That's funny you say that because. Um, uh, she was actually in the Shark Tank here at the Mandalay Bay. <laughs> <laughs> then she burst, and then blood went everywhere, and then she burst out. Pretty incredible. Uh, I forgot about that. Ladies and gentlemen, paint a Nerf gun gold. <laughs> I am Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill, and I'm Richard Barton. And this is Mad About My You sound insane. You like that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. Mad About Movies is your go-to podcast for all things cinema. We talk movie news, movie rumors, and we give you a detailed analysis of our chosen movie of the week. But don't worry, we will warn you when we go into spoilers. Remember to stay tuned to the end of each episode for our weekly recommends, in which we each suggest something that you need to check out ASAP. This week, we are focusing our efforts on what, Brian? I, I have no, no witty, funny thing to say, so I'll just say we're, we're, tonight we're going to be talking about R.I.P. Day. Tough day. Where am I? You're dead. This is a joke. Hilarious. <laughs> you have skills that we want. We'd like you to join the R.I.P.D. The R.I.P.D. Rest in peace department. I think you're smelling one himself. Uh, I think it was dead on arrival. <laughs> hi R.I.P.D. <laughs> this movie ripped off another movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that concludes our review and, for R.I.P.D. Uh, <laughs> Until next time, we'll see, see you guys next week at the cinema. Uh, no, so, all right, RIPD. Um, we'll get into that, but there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. So we're going to talk um, Comic-Con news first, if nobody minds. Comic-Con was this past weekend uh, in San Diego, California, the annual biggest Comic-Con, I think, in the world, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? I'm sure it is. Uh, sure. I'm sure it's yeah. the biggest Comic-Con in the world. Got to be. Um, so for those of you who aren't familiar with Comic-Con, Brian, can you kind of give our listeners a little uh, rundown of what goes on there? And, uh, that whole sure. It's a, it's a collective of nerds that get together, and uh, it used to be pretty much all comic stuff. <laughs> and uh, it, over the last, I don't know, 20 years, I think it's gotten bigger and bigger every year. But uh, anyway, all the big studios take their... Mostly they're franchise, tentpole-type movies out and advertise what they have coming, and you'll, you'll get some TV shows that do the same. And basically it's just kind of a – it's kind of a pump-up weekend for all things related to, like, nerd culture as far as comics, movies, uh, TV, all that sort of thing. And we usually get – we usually get some big news every year that comes out that we didn't know previously. You always get good footage that no one's ever seen before, new trailers, things like that. So it's a big weekend for our our world of, of cinema. Yeah, so we'll get into Comic-Con news here in a, here in a few moments. But I just want to say uh, we're doing this show again from uh, remotely 
Richard uh, Barden, w- please fill the audience in on where you currently are right now. I'm at the lovely Mandalay Bay Resort here in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And um, how how are things going there? Have you uh, have you seen Jesse Eisenberg? I <laughs> <laughs> no, but Dave Franco's here and he's just we- running around <laughs> weeping. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god, that really made me laugh really hard for some reason. <laughs> uh, that's a now you see me joke. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, uh, don't. Good, good for you. Yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. You don't want to know what that. If you haven't seen that movie, give yourself a high five. <laughs> yeah, there's our weekly uh, now you see me disc, guys. Glad we got that out of the way. Actually, uh, we've we've dissed them multiple times on the show today already. Um, other than just that, so let's um get into it, Brian. You're in Texas. How's the weather out there in Texas? How are things going? Uh, it's blazing hot, Kent. Blazing hot. Um, <laughs> so just a typical Texas July. If you live here, you just got to get used to it, right? So. Exactly. Yeah. I'll, you'll be happy to know, Brian. Yeah. I uh, I wore a jacket the most of the day today. Yeah. What's the weather like in Oxnard? For our listeners, Kent, is uh, he's out in Oxnard for Cowboys training camp because he's, yeah. he's very important and has a lot a going on shot. in his life. No, I am. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm out here for Dallas Cowboys training camp. Come out out if you're in the area over the next month. Uh, free, <laughs> it's open to the public uh, every day. Open practice. Come on out and uh, get autographs and do that thing. But um, from you, right? Not from Cowboys from players. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll yeah. be on the sidelines. No, but I'm out here uh, producing some podcasts for uh, DallasCowboys.com. So stay tuned to those uh, throughout the next month, and uh, maybe you'll hear me on there. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, check those out. And um, go Cowboys, right? America's team, baby. Uh, so let's, uh, yeah, let's get into this stuff, guys. Uh, movie news, movie rumors, movie rumblings. I think only movie news, movie rumors, and rumblings we're going to talk about on this episode is Comic-Con stuff. Uh, unless, Brian, Richard, you guys have anything else you would like to mention before we get into Comic-Con news? Any, is there anything yeah. not related to Comic-Con you want to talk about? Yeah, I've got one here real quick because I was really excited about this project and it, it looks like it's not going to happen. It looks like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen has dropped out of the, the Freddie Mercury document uh, biopic. Really? Yeah. yeah. What? I, we've, we talked about this on the show, haven't we? We, we talked yeah. about the – I think we talked about when, um, when Tom Hooper uh, I think yeah. maybe signed on to direct. I'm not sure yeah. if he actually did sign on, but – uh, yeah, I remember discussing that, and I think we, we said at the time, I can't remember what episode it was, so our listeners will have to go back and search for that conversation. Uh, but we said at the time that, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen would do such a great job as Freddie because, I mean, his, he's identical to him nearly. Uh, mm-hmm. Such, you know, similar personalities, it seems like, you know, really extravagant personalities, and it seemed like a perfect match. Uh, so that's depressing. I think I saw a little, I think I saw a tweet about this, Richard, actually, that um, said that he wanted the film to be an R-rated movie, you know, more realistic vo- look at, at Freddy's life. But the the band Queen, uh, the remaining members of Queen, wanted it to be a PG uh, uh. affair. So, Richard, Brian, I know, are you guys Queen fans? And if so, do you think that you could tell the story of Queen in a, in a rated PG movie? <laughs> no, um, I'm a huge Queen fan. Uh, I love that band, and and uh, they get better with age. They age very well. Um, such incredible songwriting and performance, and uh, such a dynamic and interesting and you know sometimes tragic human being that 
Mercury was, I, I would only be interested in seeing a realistic portrait. I, I don't care about the, the Disney version of, like, you know, a, a rock star that died of AIDS. I'm not really, uh, don't really care. It's like doing a, you know, we're going to do the Jim Morrison story starring Zac Efron with right. songs by high school. You know, uh, I don't care about that. So, I don't know. That's odd. It is But not surprising. The, the Queen people, the Queen band are interesting Guys, I'll put it that way. Right. Brian, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I would say I'm a, a passing fan, I guess. Like, I I uh, I enjoy the occasional Queen song. If I sat down to listen to a Queen album, I would probably get tired of it after a while. But that's not to say that I can't appreciate um, Freddie Mercury and, and what they did. And I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm not – I have no interest in seeing a, a watered-down version of – his life story. If you're going to make a biopic, it should be a biopic, not a fictionalization of somebody's life. A, a la like the Jackie Robinson movie that came out earlier this year. That right. was not so much a biopic as just a, the absolute best parts of a human being on display in a short period of time. So, you know, yeah. uh, I, but I, yeah, I'm with you guys. And I, I think Sasha Baron Cohen would have been the, probably the perfect person to play that, that role. So I'm, I'm, pretty much not interested in this movie as long as it's going to be not Sasha Baron Cohen, I guess. And I'm not a huge Sasha Baron Cohen fan, but I just think he was the right guy for the part. So now we're looking at a Tom Hooper movie that's PG. If it ever happened, oh, I'm not really interested in that. So Yeah. It almost seems as if uh, Brian May, uh, and forgive me, I don't know the rest of the members of the band of Queen's name, uh, but Brian May and the rest of the band are almost in denial about what happened, what really, you know, the true story of, of the band, you know, sure. like they, they can't put it in a rated R movie because it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? Or they want it to be really, like you said, a watered down version of the truth. And I don't, as a queen, as a person that actually knows their music and the story of the band, I don't, I'm not interested in that at all. I think, uh, I don't want it to be like a musical, you know, like rock of ages or something, you know, just right. some cheesy, you know, telling of, uh, you know, a band and some typical and, thing. Uh, who yeah. might, might actually be good. I mean, we can't say it now because we haven't seen it and we haven't heard any details really, but uh, it's just disappointing that they're not, you know, taking that risk of, you know, letting it all out there for people to judge for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's, it's speaking of being in denial. I think the only, uh, the, the last people to be in denial about Freddie Mercury is the rest of his band. Right. Uh, you know, we as a world were, you know, when he wore uh, leather chaps that had a big mustache and named his band Queen, we were all like, man, the guy gets a lot of ladies, I bet. Yeah, uh, that's a man's <laughs> man right there. Yeah. And uh, it looks like the last few people uh, to uh, be in denial about Mr. Mercury are, are Brian May and co. Uh, but anyway, not, not you know, we will what? live without a Queen movie. It's okay. Uh, we don't have to make a movie about everyone. And let's talk Comic-Con. Well, no, they have... Guys, Queen has Adam Lambert, so uh, here's, yeah, uh, yeah. Here, here, things are looking up for them. I think. Right. Um, Maybe he'll play the part. I wanted to mention one more thing about this before we move on to Comic Con. Uh, Brian, I know you're really interested in this, so I wanted to I wanted to tell you. Did you see the uh, still image today that got released of Andre 3000 as Jimi Hendrix? No, I didn't. I missed that. So yeah, you're gonna have to Google that. They're. Uh, they released an official image, I guess, from the production of the movie. I don't know what it's called. Uh, 
the Jimi Hendrix biopic. Um, and okay. I think that's another case where, oh my gosh, this dude looks exactly like this guy. This is going to be perfect. Hopefully they do it right. You know, hopefully this is the Mercury biopic that we wanted. You know what I'm saying? Here's my question though, and you, I, you guys may not know the answer to this, but I know at some point the issue with that movie was that the the Hendrix trust or family or whatever wasn't going to allow them to use Jimi Hendrix music. Have right. we solved that issue, or are we doing like the no? It's all the Jimmy Jopler thing from Thirty Rock that uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> I think it can be done, honestly. You know, because especially because Jimi Hendrix played so many cover songs, you know, so many Dylan uh, yeah. songs back in the day, and he started off doing that. And there's movies like, for the Beatles example, in for for example, I should say, uh, they they don't allow anyone to use their music, their original recordings in any of their any movies really, unless you know they sign off on it personally. And the movie, I don't know if you guys have seen it, uh, starring Aaron Johnson called Nowhere Boy about the. Uh, early days of John Lennon's life. But I they haven't use, seen it, but I know what it is, yeah. Yeah, they didn't use any Beatles music through that entire movie, and I thought it was a really, really uh, interesting film. So I think if you know what you're doing, it can be done. But uh, it's kind of disappointing because Jimi Hendrix's music is awesome. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and I definitely want to see, you know, uh, Voodoo Child and all that stuff in that film. Uh, so we'll have to see about that one. Uh, I think we'll, we'll update more once we get more details on that. I so, heard uh, that uh, they were there was a production issue with this uh, movie as far as the music scenes when he's playing guitar, uh-huh. uh, where they were. I just thought it was kind of an interesting thing they had to do is uh, literally put all the clothes on everyone backwards uh, because he because under three thousand is right handed. Oh, okay. So they would oh, for the musical yeah. frames would have to build. They basically would build everything backwards and then just reverse the frame and post. Huh. But it was kind of an interesting thing to like keep attention to that level of detail. Yeah, uh, is is interesting. Anyway, sorry, that was one thing I, I find to be curious. That's the one thing I'll be looking at the whole movie during the guitar scenes. Right. That's kind of a mean thing, you know. Kind of a douche move for Andre three thousand. Be like, no, I don't want to. You know, spend a couple hours. You know, learning. <laughs> how to look like I can play with my left hand. So just reverse everything in the entire movie, okay? That? No, we can do that. That, that can be worked out. You know, so. yeah. um, but that's that's funny, Richard. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. Uh so like guys, let's let's do it. Let's get into Comic Con news, shall we? Um Brian, what what I know you probably followed the, the weekend more closely than I did because I was out here running around uh all weekend. So what stuck out to you as as the biggest thing that came out of Comic Con this past week? Well, look, I mean, the, the good stuff. Uh, it seems like that the the X Men Days of Future Past played really well. Like all the stuff that they brought out for yeah. that got let's, really let's great reviews. Let's talk about reviews. that right now. Let's talk about these. Let's let's break this up kind of a segment. Let's talk about each movie one at a time. So let's talk about sure. X Men Days of Future Past for for people who aren't familiar. Um, this is going to combine kind of the old X-Men franchise and the new X-Men franchise, meaning the yeah. X-Men first class uh, franchise. So this is basically, I mean, I saw a cast photo from Comic-Con, yeah. and this has got to be the most star-studded film to come out, you know, in a long, long, long time. 
Yeah, I mean, totally. every every person that was in uh, X Men First Class is an absolute star now. You know, like Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, especially. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and to to add them to you know Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, uh, Halle Berry. You know, the the old X Men cast, and not to mention Peter Dinklage, who's been added. You know, and you combine that. With, yeah. you know, James James McAvoy is still going to be in it, and man, this is going to be a really really interesting movie um so what do you know richard or, or is brian is mckellen involved is Ian yeah McKellen yeah, still yeah. Ian mckellen uh-huh. is actually right. ellen page is in it too kitty pride um pretty much everyone who's been in both any x-men movie is in this movie from what i can tell you know kelsey Grammer. <laughs> please tell me kelsey Grammer. i don't think so i really don't. <laughs> i did not i did not <laughs> I don't think Kelsey Grammer as Blue Beast really went over well with X-Men fans. Uh, even though I thought he was awesome when in X-Men The Last Stand, no spoiler alert coming up here, but he went at the very end when he just jumps like 50 feet in the air. It's just Kelsey Grammer <laughs> flying through the air, like growling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You remember that scene? It's such a weird island. thing for him to do. Like, I wonder if he looks back in that and just... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you got paid, and yeah, you get to be a part of a franchise, and that's that's great and everything. But that is just such a sore thumb in the rest against the rest of his resume. It's such a weird thing for him to have done. But yeah, I heard um, from what I. <laughs> it is funny. It's random. That like no, what's random is that they cast him in that. You know, yeah. You know, you, know who, yeah. you know who would be great for this role? <laughs> yeah. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. <laughs> he's coming off Frazier. I mean, he's never been hotter. Yeah. <laughs> I was just watching Down Periscope the other night, and I was like, this guy's incredible. Right. <laughs> First oh, Down so Periscope great. reference on this podcast, but certainly yeah. not last. Yeah. Great. We'll, we'll do our Down Periscope review eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> Let's... Um, <laughs> What do you know about the plot of the film, Brian? Do you know anything? Did they? Did you watch the panel? I mean, I know I haven't gotten a chance, but I bookmark a bunch of these panels on YouTube because I mean, a lot of the yeah. studios upload them after. I haven't gotten to watch any of them, but uh, what do you know about the the plot of the movie? Uh, yeah, and all that. I've done the same thing. I've bookmarked a ton of stuff and haven't had a chance to go back and watch all of it. But um, I think it's a. I think it's set in kind of a darker possibly alternative reality or just, I don't know, a darker timeline, whatever, where humans have begun, the backlash against mutants has begun, has gotten so bad that we've, that regular humans have started like hunting and killing mutants. And there's some sort of, some sort of space time continuum change up that allows both the older X-Men from the original series, you know, from the original movies and the younger ones from the like first class and so on to work together to put a stop to that or something. But, um, so you're going to have, I guess you're going to have old Magneto and young Magneto sharing the screen and same for professor Xavier and so on and so forth. It's a very, very interesting concept. It's a huge cast, like you mentioned. And, uh, I, like I said, I haven't watched, I'm with you, Ken. I haven't watched like the panel or any of that, but just from Twitter, Twitter exploded when all this, when their, uh, when that panel was done, it just went nuts and played very well with the, with the audience. So, um, it looks, uh, looks super exciting. Yeah. From what I know, and I don't know for sure, but I think it, it's in the eyes of, uh, Wolverine and because, and he kind of goes 
in the past and in the future, you know, so you're kind of yeah. following, it's kind of centered around Wolverine, which kind of surprises me. Uh, yeah. Because I, I felt like they had something great going with, you know, Michael Fassbender and, and James McAvoy in the first film, kind of, you know, making them the center of attention. So I really hope they don't go back to the old X-Men as the focus. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like I really, I understand what they're doing here and I'm going to love this movie. I know I'm going to like it. But I, I want them to move on. You know, I, I want a an X Men First Class two, a proper X Men First Class two. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And this really doesn't feel like that's it, that is it. Um, it this is going to be. It seems like a very a very strange way to to go because I I'm, I'm with you. I'm really excited about this, and I think it's going to be really cool. And it's certainly a, an ambitious feat that they're taking on, but. I really, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I really love uh, X-Men First Class. I think it's great. and I, it's kind Best of night of my life. Best yeah, night. seriously. Um, Richard and I celebrated uh, Mavs coming back to win game two of the NBA Finals that night and just hugged for like 30 minutes in front of everybody in the theater. Um, but no, I, I really, really like that movie, and, it, and I'm with you, Kent. It seems kind of strange to go from the success of that and then – really go in a different direction rather than build upon the foundation that they already have. I'm I'm pumped for it. I want to see it. I think it's really an interesting idea. I just I'm kind of surprised honestly that they're doing that in the wake of first class that played so well. I mean, if they'd done this after like uh Wolverine, you know, uh, right. the origin movie, then that kind of that would have made some sense because that would have been uh two kind of bad X-Men movies in a row. But coming off of first class, it seems a little bit strange. Um, what the original plan was, and I'm sure we'll talk about this uh, next week when we when we discuss Wolverine, the the new right. Wolverine movie. But the original plan was, I believe, in the with X Men Origins Wolverine was to do, and they had already written it and everything. It was to do X Men Origins Magneto. Yeah, and. That movie ended up becoming X Men First Class uh, because okay. um, I think they kind of worked some of this, some of the plot lines into X Men First Class. Um, so I really want more origin story. You know what I'm saying about sure. Professor X and Magneto? I mean, I loved Michael Fassbender as Magneto. Oh that yeah, that was one of the most electrifying performances I've seen in quite quite some time in a comic book movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Besides but, Reynolds and Green Lantern, <laughs> yeah, and Reynolds and uh, R.I.P.D. We should we should mention that he's he's got a, he's got it going on, man. And, uh, and Reynolds and Reynolds and Blade Three, yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah. Blade Blade Trinity, Richard, come on, sorry, man. Blade Trinity. <laughs> um, but that the, but unfortunately, I mean Matthew Vaughn directed X Men First Class, and he was great. I mean his work is is really, really good. But unfortunately, he had to back out of this production. Uh, I'm not sure why. He, he remained on as an executive producer, but uh, but Brian Singer has taken over taken over as director of Days of Future Past, and I'm really nervous about this. Are you Are you guys nervous about it? Uh, Brian especially, coming off... He's coming off, I believe, Jack the Giant Killer or something, so... Yeah, no, I... Here's what I think, and I, I'm, I hope I'm not proven wrong on this, I think that uh, I think Brian Singer 
like he needed to go off and get his butt kicked a couple of times, and he did. He did Superman Returns, which everyone hates, and he did Jack the Giant Slayer, which was terrible and lost a ton of money. And um, I think that he's a very talented director. The first two X-Men movies are some of the best uh, superhero movies ever, in my opinion. And, you know, lest we forget uh, Usual Suspects. Um, I think he's an incredible director, and I just think maybe... I'm not going to say, like, his... I don't know, he got his head got too big or whatever, but I think maybe he got too much power too fast and then there was nobody around to tell him no because he just had this amazing run of success and now he's had a couple of movies in a row that are not good. And uh, so I'm I'm kind of looking at this as this is going to be his, like, resurgence. Um, uh. This is hopeful. I mean, maybe it's just, you know, wishful thinking, but uh, I think we're going to get a, like, kind of a throwback Brian Singer movie is what I'm... I'm I'm pinning my hopes on at least. You know, if he if he doesn't work out, you know, they can just bring in Brett Ratner uh, <laughs> because you know he did such a great job with with The Last Stand. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's a great director who puts a lot of time into every project that he he takes on. So yeah, he he really um, heals feel all good about wounds. that. He yeah, heals all wounds. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to to Hope some you guys more are ready for news. Chris Tucker as Young Nightcrawler. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Let's nice. move on to some more uh some more uh Comic-Con news. Have you heard have you guys heard about this? Uh and we kind of should have probably talked about this last week when we talked about Pacific Rim, but have you guys heard about this Godzilla reboot? Yeah, um, just a Brian, little bit. Brian, what are your thoughts on this? Um is this necessary <sighs> and can Godzilla be done in a way where people are going to care to see it? Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know that people are going to care, and given that, uh, given that Pacific Rim did so poorly, I mean, well, it didn't do great anyway. Uh, maybe, maybe that shows that people don't really care about Godzilla. That sort of that. Maybe it's past its prime. I will say that if you're going to do it, I guess what I, I guess my feeling on the whole project is. It's worth taking one more shot and seeing if if it works out. I think Godzilla is such an iconic character, even if it's kind of a punchline to us. Um, I think maybe that character, and it's weird to call a giant monster a character, but maybe that character deserves one more shot at a at a decent adaptation because we we haven't really had one ever <laughs> that's good um obviously the one from like 96 is just terrible uh but i think take it could that be back brian gill <laughs> um everything about that movie is awful the soundtrack the soundtrack has p diddy yeah. covering led zeppelin yeah, with jimmy Pe- with jimmy cash page yeah. cash yeah. Yeah. Too, one of my favorite zeppelin song ever Literally. yeah ruined yeah. it yeah, I know. Yeah. Hear my cries. Hear my calls. Let me your weird. I mean, I don't know that song. You're weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't listen to that this week. Um, <laughs> no, everything about that is bad. It's oh, the opposite yeah. of art. That Godzilla movie is the opposite of art. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. So I think that maybe we deserve, maybe one more shot at it is is, it, is an okay idea. It's got it. It's got a very interesting cast of characters that are involved. Gareth Edwards did a really low-budget uh, monster movie called Monsters a couple of years ago that's available on Netflix, by the way, and it's uh, 
he made it on like I want to say like a, like less than two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it's a really small budget movie, and it's it's very interesting and, and really well done. The cast has no there's no movie star involved. I'm looking at the cast now, and Brian Cranston obviously is a huge name, but he's not a movie star. Elizabeth Olsen, uh, Ken Watanabe, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, it's it's got a very interesting cast to me. And when you put that with a a director who may or may not be great at this, it's it's possible that it's possible that this is going to crash and burn, and this is going to be the last time that this guy gets to do a big time movie. But it's also you could see him taking the path of of like a. Uh, you know, Blomkamp or, or something like that, that uh, really, if this goes well, this could be the launching point for a new sci-fi, a new fresh sci-fi director. So I, I'm interested. I don't have any optimism for it just because I, you know, I don't know that this, that it's, it's a, it's a theme that can play or premise that can play anymore, but I, I like what they're doing with it. If they're going to make it a, a Godzilla movie. Yeah. I feel like with the, the Cloverfields and the Super 8s and the um, the Pacific Rims of the world mm-hmm. that have really done it kind of right. The monster, the big monster movie. Yeah. Um, this, I don't know how much room there is for for Gareth Edwards to bring us something that we yeah. haven't already seen, especially after Pacific Rim. I feel like yeah. I'm. I feel like everyone, especially who has seen Pacific Rim. In my opinion, I think that's like that's the only big monster movie I want to see. You know what I'm saying? Like those monsters in that movie were everything that I wanted a Godzilla movie to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see sure. how it can be any more exciting than that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it, it's just to me, it's yeah, it's just going to be something that I've seen before. But hopefully, I mean, hopefully it's good because it deserves to be good um, because. Like I was, Godzilla is one of the uh, obviously one of the most iconic movie characters of all time. But if it doesn't work, please no more Godzilla. Please. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's yeah. talk about some more more Comic Con stuff. Yeah, guys. Uh, should we should we get to Marvel versus DC because that's the yeah, big stuff? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Let's start off with uh, I guess with DC. Should we, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the big news yeah. big news came out of Comic Con. I think the biggest news. Arguably, other than the Marvel news, which we'll discuss here in a second, but DC has announced that finally in 2015, or I don't know if finally is the right word to use because a lot of people didn't want this to happen, but finally, in their eyes, uh, they're bringing us a Batman-Superman team-up movie, uh, untitled, yet-to-be-named, or yet-to-be-titled movie, uh, Batman-slash-Superman, and they released a logo for it, a temporary... I guess, a logo for it, which is on our website right now if you want to check it out, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. But it's we, we had a good time, us three, uh, texting back and forth after after this news broke and kind of – when I sent you guys the logo, I think, Richard, you said that it looked like it was done by a what, – what did you say, like a four-year-old in DOS uh, or something? I think, I that was, I think that was Brian, so I won't yeah, step on his I, joke. <laughs> I just – I said like it's something that I would have created in 1998 in Microsoft Paint, you know. Kick picks. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it really was. Like how many logos did they create probably? They probably went through hundreds 
Yeah. And that was the best the one. one. Like, Just it, don't have it, a logo yet. Yes. Just put a picture of Batman and Superman on the thing and say, look, we, you know, this is brand new. Just the deal was just signed. We don't even have a logo yet. We're good. Yeah. Don't do that. That You're right. Yeah. It looks like something a kid would have on his binder. <laughs> it's like really wants Superman and Batman to fight. And he drew it himself. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. reeked no. of, of something where like the deal was done like an hour beforehand. We're like, oh, you know what we should do? We should make a Batman Superman movie. Yeah. Make a logo real fast. We'll announce yeah. it. Just, uh, my eighth so grader, my eighth grader just got a MacBook. Yeah, I mean he yeah. can do it. He's right here. So I think what this what this Batman Superman logo I think was meant to tell us, it's something that that we haven't seen from DC, especially in the past ten years, is that they wanted to show us that they're definitely moving on from Christopher Nolan's Batman. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, sure. By not using the same Bat logo, I think that that was kind of the point they were trying to get across to the audience and to the masses with that. So I heard that I'm not, I'm not sure exactly, but I think this is going to count as Man of Steel two. You know yeah, what I'm saying? that's what I'd heard too. Yeah, and I think maybe, and if this is the case, it's going to be awesome. But I think maybe it's going to be Batman versus Superman. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, like, that, I'd seen that's some. What of I've that heard as too, well. but I beg to differ that that makes it awesome. I think I think I that's going to happen. And uh, it's going to be Batman versus Superman, and then it's going to be uh, them teaming up at the end, and then we're going to get Justice League. You know, I don't, I don't see why uh, they're going to be teamed up, teamed up here, and then um, you know, teamed up again for Justice League. Does that that doesn't make more much sense to me? You know, I feel like they kind of have to, you know, put their differences aside in this movie and learn to get along, if you will. You know, it's going to be more of an origin story of the Justice League. Does that make sense? You know. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't suck because um, they don't, they can't really afford to fall much more behind Marvel hey, at this point. Kent, what? It's gonna suck. It's gonna suck. Oh, it's yeah. gonna suck. And we we should mention now the reason it's gonna suck because Zack Snyder has been confirmed as the director of of Batman Superman. And what? Let's talk about this right now. What the heck is is Warner Brothers thinking bringing back? bringing back Zack Snyder. Brian, go ahead. I know you have thoughts about this. No, I mean, look, this entire concept is a bad concept. And I know, I know that there are fanboys that want this. I know it's being pushed and, and we should have expected that this was going to happen. Just the, (laughs) the premise of Batman fighting Superman is the dumbest thing in the world. Superman. Yeah. (laughs) We just got off a movie in which Superman broke the spine and crushed General Zod, who was like the, the second most powerful being on our planet. So what is a dude in a suit going to do against that? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's just a flawed concept to begin with. I, I just, I don't know. I love Batman. I want to like a Superman movie and it just can't get there. And I'm, I'm really genuinely to the point of, Stop making Superman movies. Stop involving Superman in anything because it's just his. He's too powerful to to make it to make anything of interest. Nothing can be interesting as long as there can be no drama. As long as as Superman is involved, in my opinion. But if you are going to do this, if you are going to make a Batman versus Superman or a Batman Superman team up or whatever you want to do, 
the worst thing you could possibly do is is bring in Zack Snyder, who just pretty much ruined the last Superman movie. I I don't know. I mean, I know I'm harsher on on Snyder. I think than either of you two, and maybe even than the you know the average moviegoer. But I I wouldn't as go much, that far. As much as he is a talented director, I I know he has talent. I know that he has talent. So I understand the allure of why they gave him this last project. But it was it was not well received critically. Fanboys did not uh, did not rally to it the way that they thought they would. And it was such an ugly movie. And I you would think that that would have been enough to say, even though this made money, but it wasn't that huge of a success. By the way, it's tanked miserably over the last few weeks. Um, you would think that that would have been enough to say, okay, we're done with this. We're going to go get somebody who actually knows how to direct a stinking movie. And I, so great. We got Batman Superman and that's just going to lead to 2016, the flash. Awesome. And 2017 justice league. Awesome. I really, I'll see all these movies because that's what we do. We see movies and we, we, we all enjoy blockbuster movies and stuff like that. I kind of expect all three of these movies are going to be horrible, and I I have no faith in where DC slash WB is taking this, uh, taking their their entities and their franchises because it's yeah. just if you keep bringing back Zack Snyder, if you bring back Zack Snyder after the after how bad Man of Steel was from on his end of things, then what are we doing? What's I mean? Are, did they even watch the movie? I mean, I yeah. I don't know. I'm not enthused about this at all. Yeah, it to me it just more than anything, it just reeks of desperation on DC really? and Warner Brothers' part. I mean, Marvel has to be absolutely laughing. They have to be in stitches over there at at what DC has been trying to do to catch up to Marvel's success cinematically. But the great totally. thing about Marvel is that it was so. You know, grounded in in I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it it wasn't contrived at all. I mean, they built it from the ground up. I mean, they started one film at a time, building these things and introducing characters one film at a time. And sure, you know, it took five movies for them to give us Avengers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if if oh, I don't even know, man. Like, um, let's let's move on. Let's talk about Avengers before. Before I lose my mind over this Batman Superman thing, so it was the, Nolan is not involved on this. Uh, I, he has to be involved somehow. I, I'm not. It would be weird how, for him to produce a Batman that wasn't his Batman. I agree, I, but I feel like they need him to to lead it in the right direction. I mean, I don't see why why Warner Brothers would want uh, would want Snyder to do this without. At least Nolan's involvement. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least Man of Steel had Nolan's kind of oversight over it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's no telling how bad Man of Steel could have I'll, been if I'll, if uh, it was Snyder alone. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'll play the flip side of that though. I think you're exactly right. Warner. No way Warner Brothers wants to do any of these movies without no without Nolan involved. Um, at some point, Christopher Nolan needs to to smell the stink of the room and get out because I think Chris uh, Nolan is maybe the well I I don't want to say for me at least he's the he's the best director for for big budget movies on, that we have and if you're if he's going to continually stick his name in whatever fashion to uh, to bad 
bad blockbuster movies, that's going to go away quickly. And I, I want him off making Interstellar or Inception or whatever and not being remotely tied to this Batman Superman movie that I honestly expect to be legitimately, I mean, just horrible. Um, yeah. So Arnold he's got to get reprised- out. Arnold is reprising his Mr. Freeze role. <laughs> what so killed the dinosaurs, Richard? The Ice Age! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I agree. I always no, have that chambered. Always. always it is, it, this movie is going to be absolutely horrible. I can Let's predict it right now. It's coming out in 2015. It's 2013 now. So when it's bad, uh, you guys can say, man, I remember Mad About Movies talking about that two years ago, saying it was going to be bad. And they were right. Yeah. Uh, or uh, or when Christian Bale announces he's co-starring in it with Nolan writing the script, we'll look like it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, seriously, right. that would that would actually be awesome. I would be on board for that. But totally. let's get in, let's get into the Marvel news before uh, before we gotta gotta talk a little R.I.P.D. for the people that that saw it this past weekend. For the few yeah. people that saw it, all seven of you. Yeah. yeah. Let's. So the biggest news, Brian, go ahead and spill the spill the Marvel news. Yeah. Uh, Marvel officially announced the uh, Avengers sequel will be titled Avengers Age of Ultron, um, and it will uh, it will involve a sapient mega robot guy with super artificial intelligence that in the comics was originally designed by Ant-Man. In the movie, it may end up being a creation of Tony Stark. There's some speculation on both sides of that. Uh, but uh, anyway, this ultra-powerful robot named Ultron gets crazy and starts running amok and the Avengers have to come and put a stop to it. So that's uh, that's what we'll be getting opposite Batman versus Superman in 2015 is uh, the Avengers 2, which will blow it out of the water, I'm sure. This is really exciting for me to talk about because, I mean, I think the Avengers episode is is our longest episode so far mad about movies. I think we were all three just so high on, on the Avengers. I mean, a year after it came out even. Um, so this is going to be maybe my most anticipated movie of 2015. And I'll mention some more movies that are coming out that year here in a second. Uh, but how excited am I for this? Uh, Joss Whedon is extremely, extremely excited for this. I mean, he seems even more excited than he was for the original Avengers um, he's super, super happy with with where the script is going. Uh, these characters have developed, you know, in such a natural way that it's really, really going to be interesting to see where where they go in Avengers Two or Age of Ultron, I should say. We should start calling it Age of Ultron at this point, I guess. But uh, the most disappointing thing, kind of, in my eyes, from this is that. Um, Thanos is not going to be the villain for the Avengers 2, which was, for those of you who have seen Avengers and stayed post-credits, is what they um, what they teased at the end of that. So, it's a little disappointing, but... Yeah, what's they, going on with that, though? Why would they tease it and then never follow back they, up with it? That's what I was just about to say. James Gunn confirmed at Comic-Con that Thanos is going to be the villain in Guardians of the Galaxy. Gotcha. Okay. So... so Let's talk about who who we think would be up for Ultron. Maybe do you think it's it's Diesel? Gosh, that'd be awesome. Please, Please. <laughs> yes. Please. <laughs> I mean, D- Diesel has said in the next 
day or two, or maybe you know, a week or so, he's going to announce where what he's doing in Marvel in Marvel Cinematic Universe because they've tapped him for for a villain role uh, in, in one of their upcoming movies. So it's either going to be Thanos or Ultron. I'm guessing. You know what I'm saying? And they've they yeah. who else did they they get? Uh, Benicio del Toro. So there yeah. you go. It's going to be those guys for either of those roles. That's my prediction. All and right. I, hope I can it, dig I, that. I hope it's Diesel for Ultron because I would love to see Diesel against like Tony Stark. <laughs> you know what I'm Gosh. saying? Like how great would that be? <laughs> That's awesome, man. Oh, how the fate has turned on Diesel in this I last know. five years. It's so great. <laughs> Such an outcast, and now how it's just oh, it's it's come full circle. We're back it's to just so funny everybody's that. family again. We all get to barbecue <laughs> together. It's man, like if you had told all the fanboys at Comic Con, like, hey, Vin Diesel's the bad guy in the new Avengers three years ago, there would have been a riot. Yeah, <laughs> and now everyone's like, yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just so funny to me. Oh, Good choice. I love it. I love it. I really think Age of Ultron, and and I, re- I watched an interview with Whedon uh, talking about this. He he really thinks it's gonna this movie is gonna step up on every level from what we got in Avengers. Wow. Um, and I I kind of hope that's the case, but I hope it doesn't go overboard. I mean, he said it's gonna be more of a global movie yeah. than Avengers was, and I just really hope that they keep that uh, that appeal that Avengers had, you know, it didn't, it didn't seem overbearing or it wasn't throwing up on you at the end. You know what I'm saying? It was, it just felt so perfect in every, in every aspect. So I hope they don't go overboard with the sequel. I mean, which that's the theme of the summer. The theme of the summer is these long drawn out final acts that are just killing me. Yeah. Man of Steel, Iron Man 3. Pretty much. Yeah. Pack Rim, Fast Six. Yeah. <laughs> Fast Six. Yeah. Fast Six final act was the best final act of the year. I, I'm, totally. I'm being 100% serious. That was the best third act of the year, hands down. Not even close. Yeah. It's not, not even, even close. Not now, even close. The, the interesting thing to me, Kent, is I've been, obviously, we weren't at Comic Con. If, you know, Comic Con wants to invite us next year, that'd be great. But um, I was just watching everything on Twitter and, uh, I, it was so funny to me because earlier I think I think Marvel and DC had their their shows like on the same day and if it wasn't the same day then it was pretty close and DC everybody was really stoked about DC and was ta- kind of talking it up and oh man this is how you do it are they finally going to pass Marvel I mean they're they're great Fox had their their show with uh, with X Men and all that I mean maybe Marvel's finally going to get passed and then. I went away and I looked back at Twitter, you know, three hours later or something, and <laughs> and everybody got to see Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America, and Avengers in that time. And everybody's like, no, Marvel's still awesome. They're still <laughs> killing it. You know, uh, Thor, the footage for Thor apparently played really well, which I haven't been that, that juiced about that movie, but apparently yeah. the stuff that's, uh, that they showed was great and much better than the trailer. Uh, the Guardians Thor. of the Galaxy uh, panel... They really well. showed um, clips from. They're only like a couple weeks into shooting Guardians of the Galaxy, and they already showed footage yeah. at Comic Con, and they showed Rocket Raccoon footage already of the CGI, and apparently it yeah. went over awesome. Like everyone is People just so it. stoked about about the Guardians, which is exciting. It's going to be really pretty and awesome. 
Yeah, I heard really, really good things about uh, the the new Captain America movie. Um, that yeah. one was getting. That one was the one that I I feel like that is the 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 part of this franchise that's probably the most likely to go downhill. Um, but apparently, this this Winter Soldier or whatever it's called just really played like gangbusters and people loved it. And then you get all this news about about uh, Age of Ultron and they did a great showcase with Loki and all this stuff. I mean, they just killed it. They did exactly what... Uh, they're setting the standard, you know what I mean, for yeah. what you do at Comic-Con and how you get the fanboys excited and how you keep people interested in what you're doing. I mean, it just blew, it just blew them out of the water. DC and anybody else, it's... Marvel is the standard, and everybody else is just so far behind. It's crazy to to see. Apparently, yeah. the the Marvel universe is going to shift a lot with that movie with the Captain America. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it, it's there's a couple things with that. Uh, the directors, the <laughs> Arrested Development guys, the Russo brothers, uh, came out and uh, and and said. Uh, you know, this is going to be a big shift in that whole kind of 2.0, 3.0 uh, universe. So that's that's interesting. Uh, yeah. With that one. I don't know. Is Haley Atwell in it? Because that's the only thing I care about with uh, Captain America. <laughs> I think she I died. think she is. I'm not sure what her deal is, but I know she's in something Marvel related. Because I've been, like, when I was looking for news tonight, I saw her pop up like two or three times. I didn't read the story because I'm not obsessed with her like you are. But um, she's doing something with them. By the way, Richard, uh, did you see Karen Gillan shaved her head for Guardians of the Galaxy? Have you seen this? Yeah, I, I no, I haven't, I haven't seen that. And yeah, just Google Karen Gillan right now. Uh, you were talking about when, when I, when we mentioned uh, a couple months ago that that she was cast in this in this movie. You had, you didn't know who she was and thought she was gorgeous, and now she's bald. <laughs> she's one hundred percent bald, like not short hair, not GI Jane short hair, like shaved head. Uh, Still gorgeous, though. I would still, yeah. I'd still go there. Um, <laughs> but I just wanted to mention before we move on to RIPD, 2015 looks like it's going to be maybe the biggest year in movies we've maybe ever seen. Definitely uh, in blockbuster type. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. I'll mention temple. some right now. Uh, listen to this list. So we have Man of Steel two, Batman Superman. We have Avengers: Age of Ultron. We have Star Wars Episode seven. We have a tentative uh, Avatar two. We have Pirates 5, we have Terminator 5, we have Die Hard 6, we have Jurassic Park 4, we have Independence Day 2, Finding Nemo 2, Mission Impossible 5, Hunger Games 4, we have Ant-Man, we have a Fantastic Four reboot, we have uh, Adventures of Tin Tin 2, we have Bond 24, <laughs> we, have, we have another Bourne movie, Bourne 5, and we have Snow White and the Huntsman 2, uh, all coming in 2015. Jeez, that's crazy. Is that a Bourne movie with Matt Damon? I I haven't heard. I haven't researched it at all. I've just I, seen that it's scheduled I, for 20, 2015. I had heard. I had heard that he and Renner were both going to be in that one. So what, that what was is a the new Bourne book back, called? The Bourne um, Legacy. Bourne Legacy. No, no. What's the new one? The new Bourne book called? It's the one that just oh, came out. No. <sighs> I just saw it at the bookstore. It's going to bug me that I don't that I don't know what it's called. But yeah, it's it's. Seriously, 2015 looks like yeah. it's going to be an awesome year. It and really you didn't does. mention Fast and the Furious 9 by then, probably. So. <laughs> It'll That's be Fast insane. 8 at that point, won't it? 
They're gonna be one uh, every we year. Have, we have three summers between here and now, Kent. <laughs> so seven next year and eight in twenty. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess it will, maybe we'll go back to back. We'll uh, we'll have a March release and like an October release of eight. Hopefully, and nine. we get to the point where we get two fast movies a year. Yeah, in summer. <laughs> That's what we need. We need a Christmas fast movie. That's what we need. <laughs> Gosh, imagine how much Dom would care about family at Christmas time. Oh, oh, man. You know what? You know what? Santa's sleigh breaks down, and the guys have to deliver <laughs> presents to everybody. Uh, <laughs> the ultimate. Better. The possibilities are endless, guys. Uh, we, uh, you, gotta, you always better... gotta celebrate Christmas with family. <laughs> Okana. Uh, like man, dad, it, have all the neighborhood kids over. <laughs> Give them all presents. Give them all stolen DVD players. <laughs> man, let's. Uh, I think we're almost an hour into this show. We haven't even talked to RIPD yet. So that's uh, fine. That's let's right. talk. Let's, let's give a short our short thoughts on it because I know it's not going to be it's not going to be crazy. So let's talk about RIPD. Come on. We are the greatest lawmen that ever lived and died. Now, some souls hide out among the living. Damn. I don't know what else to shoot you between. All right, Brian. I know you saw this movie. I saw this movie. Richard, did you see R.I.P.D.? <laughs> I did. I, I tried to protest it. I sent you guys a message, but I ended up... I, I, I don't care about you guys. I care about the listener. And yeah. uh, so I did it for the listener. But... Uh, Brian Gill, uh, I, I, want, I want Brian to give his thoughts first, because Richard, I know it's going to be entertaining what you have to say. So I just want... Get, Brian, get it out of the way. What did you think of R.I.P.D.? You know, <laughs> you actually liked not, it. You texted us and said you liked it. I think. No, I said beforehand uh, that I had a your feeling. Your exact quote was "best movie of the year." Your exact quote. <laughs> I I did text you guys beforehand and just said I kind of have a feeling that this is going to move. I'm that I'm going to be the one that just doesn't hate this movie, and I I guess I'll sort of stand by that. that the thing is, there's almost nothing you can say about it. It's not a good movie at all. It's such a throwaway, like, lazy, super sloppy movie. Um, <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. I don't want the listeners to hear me say that it's good. It's it's at best. At best, it's a C. But I guess I just... I didn't hate it. It was short, which I greatly appreciated. Yeah. Um... I kind of enjoyed, there's like a sweet spot somewhere in there about not, the, the beginning is terrible, the last third is really, really bad. I guess maybe the second act, I, I hesitate to call it an act given how really dumb this movie is, but there's a, there's a, there's probably a 30 minute stretch in here that I kind of enjoyed. I, I giggled a little bit and what, I didn't hate what, what was happening. What scenes are you talking about? No scenes in particular. It just, I don't know. Look, it's look, it's not good. It's really bad. It's just I guess my <laughs> in a year in which we have done not only have we seen, but we have done podcasts about G.I. Joe 2, Now You See Me, and last certainly not least, The Lone Ranger. Um I would say least. I would <laughs> Yeah. I dare to say least. It's not as in my opinion, it's not as bad as those movies are. And and for that, I guess I <laughs> a plus I a plus. A of, <laughs> I give it a little bit of credit for knowing what it is, for being less than an hour and a half long, and for 
not making me want to kill myself. That's that's his because the Lone Ranger made me want to die, and yeah, this didn't really do that do that badly to me. I guess it I, doesn't hurt that I saw it in a double feature with the movie that I'm gonna pick as my uh, my weekly recommend, and I saw this one first and finished on such a high note on the movie I'm gonna talk about at the end of the podcast, and so maybe my feelings for it are. Uh, are improved just because of of uh, what I got to to watch afterwards. But uh, look, yeah. it's a bad movie. It's a C, C minus D. Woo! That's fine. Woo! But, but uh, I don't look. There are worse movies this summer. We've talked about worse movies this summer. Yeah. So I'm actually sort of with you there, Brian. I don't despise this movie, but I don't like it. I mean, it's yeah. just so. It's just there, you know. It just exists. That's what this movie does. It it's such a ripoff of Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. Like, what were they thinking the entire time while they were making this, thinking that this is something original? Like, there's no, there's not one person in America that saw the trailer to that that didn't think Men in Black, you know, or yeah. a ripoff of Men in Black. Um, this movie made twelve million dollars in the summer yeah. in July. Uh, that's unbelievably disappointing. Like, what? What is going on <laughs> with that? Why did they make this? I don't. I just don't get it. It's so poorly done. The CGI on the on the deados they're called in the movie. Yeah. The, uh, the dead people is just so cheap. Yeah. I mean, we're we're coming off a, a week last week when we talked about Pacific Rim being the ultimate CGI. I mean, it's absolutely the best you could do with CGI is what we saw in Pacific Rim, I believe. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's it's like Avatar level good. And this is the complete opposite. It's the it's the the butt of of CGI. It's it's the argument against CGI is this movie. It's just yeah. nothing about anything they do here is convincing. Um, I I mentioned. All the guns that they pull out, I'm convinced I have Nerf guns in my house that <laughs> that if I spray painted them gold would look identical to the guns in this movie. Like there's pretty much no effort put into it. I mean, they're the same guns as Men in Black. You know what I'm saying? Like when yeah. they're holding them, it like it looked the same. And uh, except when they look like bananas, because that. <laughs> oh yeah. Then they're and not. <laughs> that's another thing. I mean, there's. That whole aspect of people on Earth see them as a hot woman and a Chinese guy could could have worked yeah. had it been done correctly. And there were moments there towards the end when guys, especially with Jeff Bridges' uh, character – I use that term loosely uh, – <laughs> character where they start getting attracted to the girl, you know? Yeah. Um, and there are some funny moments there. But they're so sparse that it's really disappointing because it's such a funny – and I'll admit it's a funny concept to have you know a woman and a Chinese guy, a dude uh, is what they look like. But they're actually right. you know, RIP to guy. It's, it's funny. I'll admit that. But it's just not executed at all. It's just disappointing. Um, maybe if another director who had a sense of humor directed this, uh, Robert Schwenekti, I think is the director, <laughs> and he did Red. Uh, that's that's kind of his claim to fame was Red a few years ago, and Red Two came out the same weekend, and it beat, <laughs> yeah. and it beat R.I.P.D. So he has to be feeling yeah. awful right now. Um, but there's the headquarters at the beginning 
looks just like the Men in Black headquarters with yeah. the creatures walking around and the desks everywhere. Um, Jeff Bridges' his character is just doing a Nolan Ryan impression the entire time. <laughs> I'm, con- I'm convinced that is where Jeff Bridges got his voice for this movie. Is Nolan Ryan like it's identical to me? I, I, it, it dawned upon me in the middle of the movie that that's where that's where he got the voice, and I'm convinced that that's the case. Um, but there's just nothing in this movie that is original, really, and I think I can say that pretty confidently. Yeah, uh, Richard, Richard, what do you think of R.I.P.D.? Uh, R.I.P.D. has a runtime of <laughs> an hour and thirty six minutes. Let's play a game, gentlemen. How many minutes do you think I made it through this movie? 30. Yeah, I was going to... All right. We've got uh, 30 from from Kent Garrison. We're going to do this this, uh, Price is Right style, Brian. You're going to go 31? No, I'm going to bid zero. I'm going to bid one. (laughs) I'm surprised you even saw it. I'm surprised you you, you made the effort. You know? Yep. Well, Kent, you're our winner. I made it about 43 and a half minutes into this movie. <laughs> and I made a big I made a big kerfuffle when I left. I threw up my hands and said, this is awful. Um, which would have been a great statement if there had been anyone else in the theater. But there wasn't. It was just me. And so my fit was for not. Um, truly... <laughs> Truly an awful movie. Um, uh, the CGI is... I mean, I'm glad that guy still has work designing logos for DC. Um, he certainly didn't do anything on this. Um, you know, it's just terrible. Every summer has that movie, and, and they, they, they have a few things in common. Um, the, the kind of putrid blockbuster bomb of the summer. Uh, they they all um, rip off another movie that people are familiar with. Uh, they all uh, have stars that are about five, four years past their you know peak of kind of hotness, and yeah. they all star Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and so um, it's kind of easy to see these movies coming. Yeah, right. And uh, this was just abysmal. It was it was laughably bad. I will say I laughed. Hysterically, the entire like uh, I, I'm sure though they wanted to have me committed because I just cackled uh, the whole time. I found it to be really, really funny. Uh, not you know just you know from opening credits on. Um, it's just an obnoxiously bad movie. But as impossible. I did. I laughed out loud the whole time. I mean, I just laughed at the movie. Like every line yeah, yeah. was so uncomfortable, <laughs> and every time they unveiled a monster. They didn't reveal too many though before I left. I kind of I only saw a few of the monsters. Yeah, but uh, I'm assuming the other ones were bad too. There's the, um, Marissa Mill, Asian guy conceit. Yeah, was was uh, you know good. Um, yeah, bad, just bad. That's all I got. I can't say anything else. Ryan Reynolds, that's enough. <laughs> there is a go. line in this movie that is uttered by Ryan Reynolds. And I pulled out my phone in the middle of the movie and wrote it down because it was so abysmal. <laughs> there's a 
And it's been a few, it's been almost a week since I've seen this movie, so Brian, you might have to fill me in on the part. There's a, I believe at the end there's some sort of device that they're trying to disable or something yeah. that's going to, you know, yeah. destroy Earth, of course, you know, most typical plot line. <laughs> and there's the line that Ryan Reynolds says is, why would somebody make something like that? Yeah. In regards to the device. Like, that's the most cheesy line. Like, who wrote this movie and was like, what, what's he going to say when he looks at the device? Why would somebody make something like that? It's just so, oh, oh, it made me cringe. It, it literally, like, made me cringe. And I dist- disturbed the uh, the other guy in the theater by taking out my <laughs> cell phone and with the bright light to write it down. Hey! Hey, man! I'm trying to watch this. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. There, were, I mean, there was probably six people in my showing, and not one peep was made the entire. Not one, <laughs> not one giggle, not one noise. And when it when it was over, everyone, nobody even got up. They just sat there and they were like, "Why? <laughs> Why did I do this to myself? Why did I yeah. do this to myself? You know, just like staring how, at the screen. Yeah, they were. They're like, like, there's no it's... way this is over.' And I just witnessed this and spent mo- yeah. and spent money. I couldn't um, but, believe it wasn't already playing on my plane this morning. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, I think that's a great. I mean, honestly, it seems like it seems like this movie had been sitting on a shelf for six or seven years. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like somebody who's a huge fan of Men in Black, like in two thousand seven, was like, "Man, they haven't made a Men in Black movie in five years. We should uh, we should do something kind of similar to that. It'd be cool. What if we just make them dead instead of aliens? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll start writing that." And then they wrote it, and then they made it, and then right as they finished making it, they found out that Men in Black 3 was coming out, and they were like, crap, we gotta, we gotta shelve this thing. And then it just got thrown out there by the studio to try to recoup some of their money, which, by the way, production budget, $130 million. Oh um, <laughs> so that's wow. money definitely well, like, well spent. It's um, got, you got Jeff Bridges off of Crazy Horse. I mean, everything heart. about this movie, re- yeah. or, sorry, Crazy Heart. Reeks of like 2009. Like, oh, yeah. hey, Jeff Bridges is hot. Let's get him. Ryan Reynolds is hot. You know, they get Marissa Miller. She's not even like the hot pinup, right? Oh, I say pinup. I'm 105 years old. She's not <laughs> even the hot Sports hot Illustrated girl. model right now. It's, it's there's like there's been like six of them since her. Right. She was like the go-to pretty blonde girl like when I was in college, and so like yeah, everything about this seems like everything is dated. dated. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you guys seen this? Uh, Jeff Bridges' next project, this Seventh Son or yeah. something. Yeah, that, that's this what I was going to bring up. Horrible. What What are we doing, Jeff Bridges? You yeah. won your Oscar and followed that up with a performance that's are not arguably better. It's better in in True Grit. He's awesome in True Grit. And now we're going with R.I.P.D. and the Seventh Son. He, like he made uh, he made Tron Legacy between that and, and Tron Legacy, Legacy, which I get him doing that, but that's not a good movie. But I understand why he did that movie, and I and that's fine. I get that. But um, geez, yeah, dude, that they showed the preview for the Seventh Son in my showing, and I was just like, uh, this. I mean, it looks horrible. It looks horrible. What are we doing here? And you see, coming January 2014, you just know it's going to be horrible. You know, well, yeah, and it got bumped too because it was originally on the schedule for September or October, and it got bumped. So, you know, how how can it be bad with the director of these? Uh, you know, Yazuka's daughter never cries. Mongol nomad Shiza, Bear's oh, Kiss, God. and the Quickie. I mean, 
Anytime you can do a Sergei Bodrov movie, right? Yeah. You, you gotta, gotta do it. You gotta yeah. do it. Yeah. Not um, I'm, not one good movie has ever been released in January in my in, <laughs> that take I know it. of. Take taken. That's the only <laughs> one. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know it was in January. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is disappointing. But one good thing, guys. One good thing that we got out of RIPD. Mike O'Malley sighting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and and I don't know if you guys caught this, and I don't know if you care about this movie the way I do, but uh, the uh, the Dedo that it, the huge uh, ginger Dedo that that ends up like blowing up and that gets them in trouble. You know what I mean? Can't you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, hey, Brian, I don't. Yeah, I figured that's Buzz from uh, Home Alone, uh, <laughs> brother. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. I got a kick out of that because I I love Home Alone. Um, Richard, are you uh, are you pitching what are you doing or what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I just my microphone fell off the USB. I had to hook it back up. I apologize. But yes, I am pitching a tent, and you can take that however you want. <laughs> it sounded like Richard exactly. just hung himself. Like he couldn't handle this conversation. He just, <laughs> so you guys, he just killed himself in the middle of the podcast. He just carved, he just carved Richard was here at the, in the wall of his hotel room and hung himself like Brooks. There's uh. a moment in RITD, Brian, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, where like it's at it's the last scene of the movie. And there and like uh Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges and Mary Louise Parker, who I, I also like and don't know why she was involved in this, <laughs> yeah. um, are standing there in the street, and then a big gust of wind comes, and there's a VHS tape on the ground, yeah. <laughs> and it starts up. blowing in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. what kind of a wind would blow a VHS tape across? Hey, can't, can't, that's the, called symbolism, because we're in the age of DVD now. Yeah. Oh, wait. I just, oh. I don't understand the logic used there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, it's and that it's was, a, I think that was that was in the part where he goes, "Well, would somebody make something like that?" Uh, yeah, with the device I, that's going to suck up all the dedos or something, or blow the dedos onto Earth, or yeah. I don't know, just blow everything. Yeah, possibly blows everything. It's a really bad movie, and I don't want people to see it. But if you have to choose between this and the Lone Ranger, go see this. Like. I'll that's that's that my too. that's my takeaway from from this movie. That's you know, it's it's a really bad movie. So, and it, it's yeah. all like I didn't even write a review for it because I I there was no way I could even come up with three hundred words to write on this. You know, it's just like it. I don't even know why this exists. I'm not going to waste my time trying to write about it. So yeah, it's bad. So grade C. Yeah, I'll go a solid C. I'll go. uh C minus, Richard, grade for the first plus, 30 minutes. D plus in the first 42 <laughs> and a half minutes. 42 yeah. and a half. D plus. Two Fair. C's and a D plus. Nice. Uh, yeah. It's not the worst movie we've seen this year, believe it or not. And I, it's crazy because I think Now You See Me was rated like 50%, almost on Rotten Tomatoes. And yeah. uh, RIPD is like almost at 10 – it's like 10% or less maybe. Right, um, but I felt, I was truly insulted by "Now You See Me." Oh, like, I agree. Every, every aspect of that movie offended me: direction, acting, script. I wish plot. you guys could have seen uh, Brian. I wish you could have seen Ken's face when we walked, <laughs> when we walked out of that movie. Oh, glorious! <laughs> it was one of my favorite moments of the year. I will say that. Um, 
I'm glad we saw it together, man. I am. I can't wait to see it again together. It's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> Blu-ray. So Blu-ray, yeah. I got a pre-order, so don't worry. <laughs> let's let's move on uh, and stop talking about this movie. Let's, let's yes. just go ahead and do weekly recommends. All right, Richard, uh, go ahead and give us, go ahead and give us your weekly recommend. My recommend is a HBO series that's been going for a while uh, this year called Family Tree. Are you guys familiar with Family Tree? Yeah, I, I'm not. I've seen it on HBO Go, but I haven't I haven't checked it out yet. It is uh, a Christopher Guest series. If you're familiar with Waiting for Guffman or Best in Show. It's uh, an HBO series with that whole cast and some additional cast uh, members. I, I'm blanking on the guy's name. The guy from uh, Bridesmaids. And Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. Chris O'Dowd's the lead in it with uh, kind of the uh, token uh, Christopher Guest cast. Excellent little show. Uh, great imp- imp- You know, those guys, the Fred Willards and the Christopher Guests of the world are, I think, the, you know, Lennon and McCartney of improvisational acting. I mean, that's about as good as it gets. Uh, and uh, I really, I, the show was a kind of a slow grow on me, but I'm, I'm several episodes in now, and I'm really enjoying it. So, Family Tree, HBO, Richard, check it out. Uh, and Brian, especially, um, have you guys seen the trailer to this uh, Clear History with Larry David and John Hamm? Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. I, I have, I have dibs on this for weekly, weekly recommends so <laughs> the week it comes out because this is going to be. Maybe the movie of the year. I think it's going to be like Emmy, maybe Oscar, maybe Best Picture. Is it, can they nominate a movie for Best Picture that wasn't in the theaters? I don't know if that's possible. I don't know. But everything about Clear History um, has piqued my interest. If you haven't seen the trailer, just Google Clear History HBO or Clear History uh, Larry David. Um, every aspect of it looks awesome. Larry David in like a long wig and beard. It's going to yeah. be a, absolutely hilarious. I love all his work. Um, so I'm stoked for it's, that. It's coming out next month, I think. No better. There's nothing better in the world than good Larry David material. Seriously, there's it, nothing better. There really isn't. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Right there with you. Um, hopefully, we get another season of Curb. That's I'm hope. Uh, Ugh, I'm the last few have been so great. It's a weird show that has gotten better as it goes on. Yeah, the, uh, it was it, it was always good, and then it kind of plateaued, and then. Something about when Leon got introduced into the fold, it just took off again. And it's not really because of Leon, but he just adds a different dynamic. And it's the best show. It's the best comedy on TV. Unfortunately, it's only on every four years, but it's 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 so good. JB Spoove as Leon should win the Emmy every year. Is incredible. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And I think the Dakar Periscope episode last year yes. was one of the best moments of TV of all time. Yes, and the Palestinian chicken. Yes. That whole season is fabulous. The smiley face, favorite. the bisexual. Yeah, is great with Rosie, I- Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. The uh, Michael That's J. Fox. Balls, LD. Bats and balls, LD. Yeah, uh, <laughs> gloves. Yeah, that, no, it's gloves oh, and bats. Yeah, yeah, gloves and bats. That's right. <laughs> um, the best. Uh, sorry, Brian. I know you're not a curb yeah, guy. We'll, we'll get you there. You're not a curb guy, Brian. I've just never watched it. I mean, I've seen like one or two episodes, and I I thoroughly appreciate the humor. I just I need to sit down and watch the whole thing, and then honestly, you need to start off with the Seinfeld reunion uh, <laughs> because that. That was absolutely genius as well. Um, yeah, you can actually watch the later seasons, Brian, and, and be pretty much – I mean it's not like you miss – they're pretty yeah. much self-contained episodes. You're yeah. not going to miss much. Yeah, exactly. All right. I may have to – I'll have to add that to my uh, to my list of yeah. HBO shows that I've got to get caught up on. Yes. Yeah. 
All right, let me get my wiki. I, I can give you a list of episodes. I'll do that. I'll type one up for you. All right, sounds good. Nice. Let's... Let me let me throw in my wiki recommend here real fast. Um, I want to mention a, a film called uh, it was it's a documentary. It was on Netflix for a while. I, it's not on U.S. Netflix anymore, but it is on on U.K. Netflix. I know for sure because when I was over there uh, last month, I I got a chance to watch it again. It just reminded me how great it is. Uh, it's called The King of Kong. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, Brian yes. has seen it. Yeah. yeah one of the best documentaries of all time about yeah. the, the battle for the Donkey Kong world record. And it literally is like best Oscar you know, documentary worthy. It's absolutely just an incredible documentary about these two dudes competing for this record. Uh, one of them being Billy Mitchell, who if you don't know who he is, is just one of the awesomest dudes in American history. He wears an American flag tie every day of his life. <laughs> Yeah, and he has had a mullet since 1974. Yeah, legitimately, he has not changed the style since 1974. Uh, so he's America. absolutely awesome. But yeah, check it out, <laughs> King of Kong. Um, it's worth purchasing, actually. Uh, I actually need to purchase it, and I'm, I might do that tonight, actually. So if you can get your hands on it, check it out. If you're overseas, go to Netflix and uh, watch The King of Kong. So I would recommend. Brian, go ahead. Sure, I'm gonna keep it short because I think we're gonna we're gonna try to do a a bonus episode on this movie uh, at some point in the next few weeks. So I, mm-hmm. I'll I'll go short. But uh, right after I saw R.I.P.D., I stepped directly into another movie theater and watched a little movie called The Way Way Back. Yes, um, and. I immediately, as soon as I came out, I, I tweeted and I, t- I think I texted you guys like, you've got to see this movie. It's incredible. Um, it's just a, it's a fairly, to be honest, it's a fairly standard and even a little bit predictable uh, coming of age movie. Um, I'm mm-hmm. a sucker for that type of, of, of film. The, the, the indie coming of age movie just really gets me uh, for whatever reason. But I will say this, most of the time I really, I like the movie, the, that sort of movie I don't love it. I come out just feeling like, yeah, it was fine. It was good. It was it was enjoyable. Um, this movie just it it's the best movie of the summer, in my opinion. It's the best not movie. Even close. Yeah, it's really not close. And the only movie that I've seen all year that even comes close to it is Mud. And I Mud comes out on DVD in a couple of weeks, and I'm gonna rewatch that. And uh, for right as of right now, those are the two the only two movies that are in my discussion for best of the year. Um, it's incredibly well acted. It's very well written. They hit, and I think Richard, you'll agree with me on this. They they hit on a lot of different themes mm-hmm. and subjects, and they hit them all perfectly over and over and over again. There's nothing about this movie that left me unsatisfied whatsoever. And usually, with a coming of age movie that goes in this many tangents, um, usually they miss on something. And I really, I really felt like they hit everything perfectly. So. Um, Sam Rockwell should get an Oscar nomination for this movie, and uh, I'm I'm excited, Ken. I'm excited for you to see it, and I hope that we'll yeah. get an opportunity to to do at least a bonus episode on it because it's in a summer that has really kind of stunk in a lot of ways. I mean, we haven't seen a whole lot of really good movies. Um, this is just this has been such a breath of fresh air. It's it's been it's, it's such a great movie. So. Go see it. It probably won't be in theaters for much longer, uh, but uh, The Way, Way Back is uh, most highly recommended for me. Hey, Brian, I'm going to talk on that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I have a few thoughts on it. Uh, Sam Rockwell is absolutely phenomenal. Everyone's great in this movie. But, I mean, it's just it's a movie with professional actors. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? It's just a professionally acted movie, which yeah. is great. 
everything about this movie was perfect. I went and saw Man of Steel for a second time because my uh, producer Steven hadn't seen it. Uh-huh. And like, not only is it Man of Steel, and, and, and I wanted to give it another shot because I just, I, I felt, I just wanted to, inter- and I, I came out of it still not liking it, but liking it more. But okay. the whole time, there's like a four-year-old running around the theater the whole time, right? <laughs> and two, four, two, like under three, just running around dancing, just going bop, 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 bop for two and a half hours. Yeah. Parent, parents do nothing. Everyone's shushing them, but then that becomes annoying. I watched yeah. the whole movie with my ears, my hands in my ears, and my eyes halfway covered because I just I'm trying to not be distracted. Right. Ugh. It's just a miserable experience. I go see the way we the way way back, and every part about the movie is perfect. It is pitch perfect. It was a full theater over in Grapevine. Uh, everyone in the in the theater was 51 years old. Everyone was silent. It, it was so pleasurable to watch a movie yeah. with adults, an adult uh-huh. movie with adults. <laughs> Fabulous. And uh, Sam Rockwell Kent is doing like basically his best Robert Downey Jr. impression. Um, and it's who's going to complain about that? It yeah. is. A phenomenal movie. You need to go see it this week. Go I'm going to. Week. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on actually going uh, uh, to, when I see the movie we're doing next week. I'm going to try to do a double feature for that. Hopefully I'll, I'll be able to get my thoughts, my short thoughts on it next next week. But like Brian said, we're going to try to do a bonus a bonus episode uh, in the next few weeks if we can. So, so yeah, keep checking the website. Um, stay up on iTunes and, uh, yeah. and, and just keep hitting refresh because you never know when we'll, when we'll drop right. that on you guys, hopefully. Seriously, please go see this movie. I mean, not, not you, Kent. I'm talking to the to the listener. Please go see this movie. There's so many huge, bombastic movies out right now, and they're all fine, and I appreciate – I love summer blockbusters. Um, we need movies like The Way Way Back to succeed. Uh, so please go see it. Sweet. I will do that. Uh, good advice to the listener. Um, I, I'll take your advice for sure. Uh, Ryan Gill, let me ask you this. Uh, where can I find more of your work online? You can find me on Twitter at bgill12, or you can find my writing at the uh, – no, I keep, I keep doing that. You can find my writing at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com. Richard Barton, where can I find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Richard Barton. Uh, you can find me online at richardbarton.com, or you can find me at the Mandalay Bay Resort, where I'm doing four nights this week, two shows a night, <laughs> tip your waitresses. Kent, where might I find you in this lovely interweb of a world? Find me online at Kent Garrison on Twitter. Uh, follow the show at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Go there for all of our episodes. Unlimited downloads and streams of all our episodes are available on there. You can find our weekly recommends there, and you can also find out more about the show and uh, contact us directly through our our contact page on there and find links to other ways to listen to Mad About Movies. So go to madaboutmoviespodcast.com for all your movie podcast needs. Anything else you guys want to mention before we get out of here? You guys just want to hang out and talk because I'm super bored by myself. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do that. Um, But one thing I wanted to mention uh, before we get out of here is that um, although Pacific Rim only made $30 million in the U.S., it's already made almost $200 million overseas, and the yeah. sequel has been greenlit. Woo! So uh, awesome. it looks like we are actually really are going to get uh, Pac-Rim 2, which is super awesome. exciting. Good, good for it's, that. It's the number one movie in the world right now. Yeah, uh, it's some, so. some, new, some rumors floating around. I, I don't really mean we don't have to talk all night. Um, but uh, what do you think about this J.J. Abrams potentially dropping out of Star Wars? What? 
This is a this is the hot rumor right now that he wants to do. He'd rather do Star Trek three, and he may drop out of Star Wars. Wow. I'm not hey, I'm maybe not, he read he, the script. You know this. Well, I tweeted you guys the script, the picture of the script for Star Wars seven that went viral last week. Maybe yeah. he read the script and wants to drop out. You know the report. The report I read said because Disney Disney came out today and said no, that's not you know it's not happening. That's not that's that rumor is false. Don't worry about it. The issue was apparently he'd asked them he'd asked Disney to move the shoot from UK to LA so that he could, he wouldn't have to be away from his family for that whole time. And Disney said no, we're shooting in the UK. And can he yeah. not fly his family? Well, to the UK? you would. You would think so, but anyway, that, so somebody grabbed that and ran with it. But Disney, Disney has come out today and pretty stoutly said, "No, he's not leaving the project, and don't worry about it at all." Yeah. So, Good. unless something else comes out, hopefully we won't be having any with that. So. Hopefully not. Well, on that note, uh, until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. See ya. Goodbye. Oh, let the sun beat down.